Welcome to Leadership Matters, the podcast focused on leadership in our challenging world. Leadership Matters is the name because leadership really does matter. Now here's your host, Dr. John Bedker, a practitioner, a scholar, and a leader. Welcome aboard everyone to Leadership Matters. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Leadership Matters podcast. I sincerely hope you're all safe and doing well. Today we're going to talk about a naval officer, Captain Brett Crozier, who recently found out that he would not be reinstated as the commanding officer of the U.S. nuclear aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt. We're going to talk about who Captain Crozier is, where he came from, what led him to take command of a nuclear aircraft carrier and what that means, and then we'll talk about his removal. What events led to that, what people said, and what he said. The implications for leaders, whether military or otherwise, are actually quite rich. And so today, I'm quite excited about providing you this background on Captain Crozier, as it has, I think, numerous implications for each of our paths forward in leadership. Let's begin with who he is. Brett Crozier was born in 1970. Grew up in California, Santa Rosa, California, to be exact. Graduated from Santa Rosa High School. He then entered the United States Naval Academy. Those of you that have listened to my bio uh, on the Leadership Matters podcast previously know that I, too, am a graduate of the United States Naval Academy. I believe the finest undergraduate school in the world, a place of and about leadership, a place that creates great leaders. So, full disclosure, I have real bias about the product that the United States Naval Academy produces, and I am proud of that product. So, there we go, full disclosure. Captain Crozier went on and received a master's degree in National Security and Strategic Studies, from the Naval War College in 2007 and completed nuclear power school in 2014. So just a quick review. He graduated from the Naval Academy in 1992, received a master's in 2007, and completed nuclear power school in 2014. Well, these are details. His career, to get to the point of being selected for command, was a distinguished career. Many awards, many recognitions, to name just a few. He's a recipient of the Legion of Merit with one gold award star. The Defense Meritorious Service Medal with a bronze oak leaf cluster and Meritorious Service Medal. This is a man not without accomplishment. He began as a helicopter pilot, transitioned later to becoming an F-18 pilot, and then through a series of critical steps where he had to show qualification, competence in gaining training, knowledge, and experience to assume command of a nuclear aircraft carrier. Now, there are 11 nuclear aircraft carriers in the United States Navy. These are the most powerful, the most lethal, and the largest warships in the world. 
To be one of only 11 people selected to command one of these, you have to have passed a number of absolute critical reviews about your training, your knowledge, and your experience to assume command of this incredible warship. Captain Crozier did that. Captain Crozier was awarded command of the Theodore Roosevelt. Well, let's talk about then what happened. On March the 30th, Captain Crozier emailed a four-page memorandum to 10 officers. Now that in itself is, I think, significant, noteworthy. 10 officers, three of them were admirals in his chain of command. So first thing, leaders should not violate the chain of command. He did not. They included his immediate commander, Rear Admiral Baker, Admiral John Aquino, the commander of the Pacific Fleet, and Vice Admiral DeWolf Miller III, commander of Naval Air Forces in the Pacific. He copied the message to seven other captains, five of whom were on board the Roosevelt, two who were executive assistants to the admirals in his chain of command. Now, it should be noted that he did not email Vice Admiral Mers, who was higher than Baker in his chain, but he did send emails up the chain and that were widely dispersed. What did he do in the email? He pleaded. That's the word that's used in several news sources and by Captain Crozier himself. He pleaded for authorization to have most of the crew evacuated and quarantined ashore, citing the impossibility of following CDC guidelines on social distancing and quarantine procedures on the Theodore Roosevelt. A ship more crowded than a cruise ship by far, but tight spaces, many people, and impossible to maintain the necessary coronavirus public health protocols. So, what happened then? The letter went out, widely dispersed, in his chain of command. On March 31st, the letter was leaked, not by Captain Crozier, but by others, to the San Francisco Chronicle, which published it. Then, on April the 1st, the Navy ordered the aircraft carrier evacuated, with a skeleton crew to remain aboard to maintain the nuclear reactor, the firefighting equipment, and the galley. On April the 2nd, the following day, Crozier was relieved of command by acting Secretary of the Navy, Thomas Modley. Now, for some of you not familiar with how the military and civilian world works, the Secretary is a civilian, may have had military service in their background, but they are a civilian. And this secretary was an acting secretary, fairly common in the President Trump administration. Acting is uh, a common threat. At the time of his removal, 114 of the 4,865 crew members had tested positive for the coronavirus. As Captain Crozier was relieved and left the ship, 
he was cheered by his crew. They chanted his names. News organizations around the world picked up the story. Captain Crozier himself reported showing symptoms of the virus. And later, it was confirmed that he had it as well. He had tested positive while in quarantine in Guam. He was replaced by an interim commander, Captain Carlos Sardiello. At a Pentagon news conference, April 3rd, the acting secretary of the Navy, Modley, said that Crozier had raised alarm unnecessarily, that's the quote, and showed, quote, extremely poor judgment, end quote. The secretary went on to improperly characterize the distribution list of the memorandum, inaccurately claiming that Crozier had copied 20 to 30 other people. He did not. Many events occurred in the interim. Investigations were held. It was believed that Captain Crozier would be returned to command following a review of the events. That turned out to not be the case. What happened and why? It's important for a leader to understand not only the situational awareness, but the position awareness as events unfold. Captain Crozier was the commanding officer of a powerful warship deployed in the Pacific and in very tight spaces had to respond to a coronavirus outbreak on his ship. Well, these tensions are not unique to the military. They aren't unique to corporations. They aren't unique to governments. We have to make a values determination. For instance, do we value economics over safety? That's a major argument currently in the coronavirus. Leaders have to determine what the priority is. In the case of Captain Crozier, he had to determine whether the mission, the maritime mission, the military mission of a nuclear aircraft carrier trumped, literally, the safety of his sailors. Well, Captain Crozier made that judgment. He did it as the commanding officer, and he in fact warned in his email that sailors, his sailors, those on board the Roosevelt, those that served him and our nation, could die if Captain Crozier did not receive authority to quickly evacuate the ship. He made a determination that the well-being of his crew was paramount. Captain Crozier said, and I quote, if we do not act now, we are failing to properly take care of our most trusted asset, our sailors. Ultimately, more than 1,200 members of the roughly 4,800 person crew tested positive. One sailor, a 41-year-old chief petty officer, that's a senior enlisted person, died of the illness. So what happened then? Well, many people got involved. Many people had voices, and these people were senior to him. None of them were present. None of them were in command. But they have rank, they have position, and they have authority, some from a great distance away. The chief of naval operations, who is the most senior 
naval officer on active duty, said in his recommendation on April 24th that Crozier should be reinstated as captain of the Theodore Roosevelt. Then the politics begin to unfold. Defense Secretary Esper, the civilian leader of the Department of Defense, delayed that decision, pending, in quotes, a deeper review of the situation. In the interim, Captain Crozier is reassigned to San Diego into a very limited job as assistant to the Naval Air Force's chief of staff. After this deeper review and the politics ensued, it was determined that both Captain Crozier and Rear Admiral Baker made poor decisions regarding the coronavirus outbreak. It said that Captain Crozier would not be restored to command and that Admiral Baker scheduled promotion would be put on hold. Well, a lot happened in between. Many of things we will not know, but how did a person who committed their life, their every day, to serving the country, to advancing through excellence, through review, through tests of many types, to be ultimately selected to be the commanding officer of a nuclear aircraft carrier, lose his job because he pleaded, that is his words, pleaded, to get help for his crew. Well, President Trump said that Captain Crozier's writing of the email was terrible, absolutely terrible. What did he do? He used his chain of command to inform people of a real circumstance resulting from the pandemic that we are experiencing in the world and pleading for help to take care of his sailors. And in the end for doing this, he was in fact relieved of command and berated for being too slow, for not acting properly, for, it, for not taking the steps necessary of a commanding officer. Well, folks, I think what we see here is that oftentimes doing the right thing may not bear a good result. Did Captain Crozier do the right thing? I will argue all day long. Yes, he did. Why? Because he cared about those that served him. He knew that the crew, the sailors on board the Theodore Roosevelt, were his primary mission, their safety, their security, their well-being. He was not trying to avoid his mission preparedness, his mission capability, or his mission availability. He was trying to actually ensure each of those by taking care of his crew. So whatever the size of your business, your organization, how you take care of those you serve, those that serve you, is key. It's critical. It talks about who you are as a leader. 
I'm passionate about this. I think you all can probably tell that by listening. But oftentimes others, distant from afar, in higher positions, make judgments based upon a different set of factors, a different set of variables. Here's just one. On April 4th, in an interview with a radio host, Hugh Hewitt, Secretary Modley criticized Crozier's decision to send the letter, even to send the letter they're criticizing, to what he characterized as a large list of other people. Said that it just represented extremely poor judgment. People were looking for ways to get to blame Captain Crozier. And they did. And they were successful. What does the leader take away from this? What do you as the listener take away from this? Well, there's much to be gained here. And one of those is, to thine own self, be true. And non-sibi. Not self, but others. Serving others is what we do as leaders. Please, please never forget that. And to Captain Crozier, we wish you the very, very best. You served our country with honor and with distinction. I'll close by saying that as a naval reservist, I too had the great good fortune, very, very different. I would never try to equate these at all, but I had the great pleasure to serve as the commanding officer of CV Northeast in Norfolk, providing reserve support to the five nuclear aircraft carriers home-based in Norfolk. I know something of what he did because I had the opportunity in a small way to do something very similar. I understand the responsibility. I do understand it, and I applaud Captain Crozier Ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, the Leadership Matters podcast today. Those of you that have been listening know that last time we talked about a macro issue, the president of the United States and the worldview. Today, we took the micro view and looked at one individual who had to suffer and have their career effectively ended also as a result of politics in the United States. It's sad but I leave you with great pride. Captain Crozier served our country with pride and with distinction. Captain Crozier, well done. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Leadership Matters, the podcast about leadership and why it matters in today's world. Now, more than ever, please join Dr. John Bedker again next week for another episode of Leadership Matters. For now, if you enjoyed this podcast, Please tell your friends until we meet again.